fellers. Carl Childers. Mm. Mm. Got a couple of rules for you. Two dudes and a girl. Not a menage a trois. Two girls and a dude. That's a menage a trois. Two wieners and one cooter. That's a gangbang. Mm-hmm. True. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. Good evening. I'm Lance Wackerly. Wackerly, that had gusto. That was nice. That was nice. Although you were mocking me, it's good to hear some enthusiasm from the the other end there. That's good. So uh, what's up there, Wacker? Are uh, you stoked for our for our big show here? Yeah, I guess. I was thinking about cutting my own hair after the show. You know, uh, how about this? How about mind is into the the podcast right now, and then afterwards, <laughs> mind is into haircut. All right, Wacker. I thought people might want to know, and they might want to <laughs> tell me if it's a good or a bad idea. How do you how do you cut your own hair? Do you have clippers or do you, I mean yeah. how do you do a bowl cut? Like what do you do? <laughs> uh, there's a bowl involved. <laughs> Smoking a bowl. <laughs> I always you know I always wanted to ask you if you cut your own hair, but I didn't want to offend you. I didn't want to come across. I haven't as being an for asshole. a while. Here's the thing: I haven't for a while, but I'm thinking going back to it. To cutting your own what? The, because the haircut I get is basically like cutting my own hair. I mean, it's like maybe. Five percent more stylish than just doing it myself when I actually go to get it cut. So, is it really worth that five percent? The time and sitting there and trying to make small talk. Yeah, but no, I thought you no. went to like an Asian uh, haircut slash massage parlor place that you get your haircut. Um, I, I, I thought they're that, Asian, but they're not hot. They're do they speak young. English? I mean, do they? Do you can you communicate with them? What kind of small talk do you make with them? Well, that makes it even worse because you're limited by the language barrier. So you're like, oh, yeah, where, where you live? Uh, I live over here. Where you live? Uh, nice weather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always kind of like going to a Supercuts or a place like that because you don't – I don't feel obligated to communicate with them because probably English is their second or third language. And I'm just right. thinking, okay, I'm just going to sit here and look upset and angry to be here and you just do your job and then we'll go. And uh, that that would be it. But when I get my hair cut at my girlfriend's, she, you know, she manages that salon in L.A., and I kind of feel obligated to go there now because it's free, and it's like you know a high end whatever haircut. It's an ordeal. Really? Yeah, that's a that's a high end haircut you have. No, it doesn't look like it because my hair's always <laughs> looks the same. It always looks that's the same. That's you hair. Yeah, you can't do anything with it. That's that's what I said Jew to her. Part. I told her that I was like, I might as well just go to supercuts because it doesn't really matter. And uh, my girlfriend's like, no, I work at a salon. You're going to get your hair cut here. She's like, it's uh-huh. like, it costs like 50 bucks. And, and Did I dye it there too? No, no, no. She does that at home. <laughs> Sometimes I do. But that's Just a, for men? That's to hide the gray. I know. How do you hide the gray? I don't. Okay. I fucking wear is well. This, is this sick and wrong host beauty talk here? <laughs> Why couldn't it be? Beauty talk on sick and wrong. Because, Wackerly, topic. 
Because there's a tragedy this weekend that we're completely overlooking. Instead, uh, we're talking about our own vanity. Are you talking about Zsa Gabor getting her foot cut off? That's exactly what I was talking about. No, I'm talking <laughs> about the tragedy in Arizona. The, the, you know, Obama's giving the uh, memorial speech probably right now. He's like memorializing the victims. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's like marked out some time to listen to that, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think anyone cares. Although they keep saying it's a a defining moment. Yeah, There was supposed to be a moment of silence or something yesterday. I knew nothing about it until I read about it on the internet after the fact. Well, before we get into this segue, I want to say a a big shout out there to P-Town, who's uh, tinkering around on his iPhone. Uh, P-Town, thanks for coming into the studio here. Thanks for having me, Phil. This episode of Why us. is he tinkering? We don't pay him to tinker on his iPhone. He's supposed to be watching the levels. I know. You, you should be doing... Well, he's been doing that for like the past hour and a half, scribbling be and like hooking up these wires. Sliding things up and down with his fingers like little, and turning knobs and watching little lights. And scratching his head and then not shoving like another knob somewhere. Let me explain to you. And unplugging a cord and then plugging it into another hole somewhere else. Let me. <laughs> That's what producers do when I've seen them in the movie. He usually plugs into the third input. Yeah, the bottom hole. Let me explain to you why this isn't working. The, dirt the way, the way you just described. Because you're paying me in beer. So while setting up for you, I have four or five beers. While testing, we have four or five beers. And while we're doing the podcast, I have four or five beers. So You're lucky you don't get paid in honey buns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I have a sock of those in the uh, kitchen. No, my point was D takes so long to fucking get ready. Well, dude, I, I've had 15 beers before we actually start this shit. I got to dye the hair in the back so Wackerly doesn't see any gray. <laughs> Jesus, what do you expect? I will stray to another co host. <laughs> I detect the appearance of age. <laughs> but uh, B Town came in here and he, 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 he loaned me this new mixer, which is which is quite large it's much larger than my previous mixer and now there's just like this 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 um, this mass of wires going on here in the background I don't, I don't exactly know how it all works it looks complicated but i'm glad you're here to figure it all out yeah i look forward to coming in for every podcast from now on to help you fucking do this <laughs> i should have like a yeah a p-town button like a panic button but it's a p-town yeah. button we can call or a light one. or a light that you shine up in the sky like batman yeah, that'd be nice. It'd just be a big like cock and balls, like pee. <laughs> <laughs> just shine it not up. even a, not even erect, like flaccid. No, I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, like flaccid, just kind of hanging there, and like Pete, Pete, would be like that. He's he needs me. Oh shit! <laughs> and the girl he's talking to will be like, "What? What's going on? Oh, nothing. Nothing. I gotta go. What's that up in the sky? It's nothing. It's nothing." <laughs> Wait, is that your sig- signal? It's a podcast yeah, emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If there were a symbol for subpar podcast in process, that's what it is. It's be. the flaccid, sick, and wrong penis. <laughs> Limp. All right. All right. Well, P-Town, we, we, we're glad you're, we didn't have to use a signal tonight. You just came in on your own accord. It's good to have you here. Yeah, because every other time it was because you were paying me. Yeah. And still enjoy those Tecates back there. So, uh, Wackerly, yeah, as I mentioned before, yes, there was a tragedy that occurred over this past weekend in Tucson, Arizona. A uh, congresswoman, right, representative, uh, Gabrielle Giffords, was uh, shot outside of a Safeway during a political rally by a schizophrenic, crazed 
man named uh, was Jared uh, Lofner, right? Jared Lofner, that's his name. Tea Party. <laughs> I don't know if he was a Tea Party candidate or if he was uh, offspring of Sarah Palin, but some reason he had a no, gun. You just, but you can just yell Tea Party at anything now. It's like how it, it used to be neocon. People used to say neocon. Like anytime there was an argument about, yeah, like that's neocon, blah bullshit. But but now it's Tea. They don't use neocon. They say Tea Party. Yeah, but t- when Tea Party connotes batshit crazy though. Like when people hear it's, tea party, they're like, "Okay, this right. person's a little insane, a little unstable, and I should probably be wearing like a flak vest." Yeah, right. Which is what uh, Gabrielle Gifford should have been wearing. Uh, apparently, he killed six people, uh, injured a few, and uh, <clears throat> Gabrielle Giffords actually is going to survive. I heard she she was in critical condition, but now she's moving, breathing on her own. Yeah, I was happy just to know that she's not going to shivo out and and then we'd have to like watch her like shivo vegetable body and eyes for like an entire year. And then they're going to bring her up handle. like any gun control argument right. they're just going to wheel her out and it's like you're just going to she's going to be looking at us kind of shriveling and shivoing. So she's she's past the shivo stage. At least that's how I understand it. Like she she's has mental take, ability. She's, yeah. Right. She's and she's going to be able to mumble or something, but she's not just going to be like, like a carrot with eyes. No, which, I don't, I don't I, think she's going to be a piece of cauliflower. I think, I think she's going to, um, yeah, no, she's definitely going well, to, I dodged that bullet. Oop, I mean, sorry. So this, this case actually has, uh, sparked some, uh, interesting discourse. Uh, they, there's there's that whole thing about Sarah Palin being linked to it, saying this violent campaign rhetoric, this this political rhetoric of ex- espousing violence, is uh, it, this is a direct consequence. Right, which, right. Yeah. Which I I find that link to be kind of spurious. I don't really know. It. I mean, it's almost like saying he played Grand Theft Auto. That means he wants to go kill people. I I don't really hold Sarah Palin directly accountable for the the deaths of all these people in tucson however however she did have a map with targets on it that she's claiming that she's claiming is bullseyes she did have a map with targets on it and that that, right she's she's claiming they're surveyor symbols like uh yeah scope symbols right or something how did they try to spin this yeah they said they were surveyor symbols like you put on like a geological chart well, but it's not like she drew the fucking thing herself. That's like what, one thing that's funny to me. You know, she didn't like bust out Photoshop and make this thing herself. Like one of her many underlings. Made yeah, but it, it was right. Knew nothing about it. It's on her website and it's in her. Right. TV but she show. probably knows nothing about her website. I'd be surprised if she even knows how to use the Google <laughs> or the fucking intertubes at all. I just I you know, how I feel about Sarah Palin. Like I I. I She's fucking in the worst person in the universe, right? But but not like Hitler version. And everybody wants all the left wing people want to make her out to be Hitler, and like they make just stop making a big deal about her. She means nothing. Like ninety percent of Republicans think she's a fucking idiot. Now just, everybody thinks stop, she's an idiot, and I hate the fact no, no, that she's she, she in does the have news. A lot, no, she does have a lot of followers. I mean, and parenthesis or quotation marks around a lot. A lot of dumbass people in the Midwest and in Alaska or whatever, like, think she's down to earth and, and like her more than they like, you know, big city, educated elite politicians. But that it's a lot of people, but in as a percentage of, like, everybody in the country, it's small. 
And I, she's not a viable candidate. She's she's no. uh, she's, she's not even taken seriously by her own party. But so they they brought up uh, that you know this has sparked the whole debate about political rhetoric on both sides. You know if 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 if, if that leads to violence, uh, it's brought up the issue of the Westboro Baptist Church who is planning on protesting the funeral of that nine year old girl. They. Uh, um, uh, uh, Phoenix, actually, or Arizona, the state, state of Arizona, actually passed a law saying it's illegal in the state of Arizona to protest a funeral within like 300 feet of a funeral. Well, they were trying to pass a new law that said that. And I but think they Fred Phelps, did. Fred Phelps, no, but Fred Phelps backed down. He did back down. He And very I was surprised. Weren't you kind of surprised? I'm very disappointed in Fred Phelps. I stayed with me. The, I was why like, is he backing down now? What 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 is different about this than any of the other shit that they? You know what it is? It's a nine year old girl. That's why. That does, nothing like that has ever happened. I'm trying, but didn't they? No, it's the nine year old girl. Yeah, but didn't they march around like the World Trade Center bombing and lots of nine year olds died in that? I mean, didn't like a. Wasn't there a daycare in the Oklahoma City federal building bombing? And I'm sure they protested that shit, too. I think, I know, there's something about this that's not just she's a nine-year-old girl. Like, maybe Fred Phelps has got a blowjob or something and released some stress. Yeah. I don't know. What's, what I find funny, not funny about the, the obviously, I don't find the death of this, this nine-year-old girl funny, but they keep describing this nine-year-old girl as being an aspiring politician herself. It's like, she's nine, dude. How do you know at nine that you're going to be in politics? When I was nine years old, I wanted to be a fireman or an astronaut. When I, I was nine I, years old, I wanted to be a fire truck. <laughs> I mean, you I wasn't like the concept of people and things. Yeah. And furthermore, she's nine years old. And she's like, I want to be a senator. I want to be a well, representative. Kid, yeah, but that girl some kids sucks. Are, yeah, some kids are assholes. That's what, that's what you have to admit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know what? If, of all the people for, uh, for Fred Phelps and the fanatics to go in uh, to protest, maybe it's this girl. I mean, she was obviously going to be. I mean, she was on her on way to being Nancy Pelosi yeah. or Hillary Clinton or something. I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. But I think the most interesting, uh, uh, fascinating topic here to come out of all this. Somebody should have told her, "No, honey, girls marry politicians." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. I think the most fascinating issue to emerge from from all of this is. Uh, this case for involuntary commitment. And uh, what they're talking about is, is they're, they're talking about people's supposed inaction to uh, Jared Lee Loeffner's behavior. And they're talking about his family and his friends. Apparently, Jared, obviously he was mentally ill when he pulled this trigger. There are multiple signs. It's not obvious. But there are multiple signs of his descent into delusion over the past years. I his mean, mugshot seen... makes it obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his mugshot. He looks like a nutter. He looks like a total nutter. Shaved head. He, looks he like almost a, looks, looks like, like a, a golf ball that got chewed up by a German shepherd. Or De Niro in Taxi Driver. He just looks like a nutter. They got, I mean, he looks crazy. It's, it's like you can almost see the eye twitching. If they added a gif or something to yeah, it, it, it would look like that. But I mean, his YouTube videos, his writings, all the you know the 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 interviews with friends. People obviously knew that something was askew. I mean, in fact, he had actually had had uh, had several contacts with police in the past. His community college uh, booted him. I mean, he was suspended from community college. Um, that takes. That takes a lot of effort to get kicked out of community college. I was me. about to say, it's like at what point. When are you too whacked out to be in a community college? 
Because there's no academic requirements, so they can't say that your grades aren't keeping your GPA. Yeah, I mean, I, just say that you're d- disruptive. I guess. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what the chart is. It like a is it just like your common everyday restraining order? Like you're just not allowed to be here. I don't campus? know. They they delivered a letter of suspension. They called the police, and the uh, the the police actually delivered a letter of suspension to uh, his wow. parents. So um, I, did, I don't know if his parents tried to at that point ask him to seek uh, you know professional help like men, uh, mental help, but uh, and he they were rebuffed. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he apparently no one did anything, and so they're saying, why didn't anybody do anything? Was anybody legally responsible? For taking the next step. And I guess according to law, people say, what is the next step? The director of the Urgent Psychiatric Care Center in Phoenix said that in the absence of specific threats, parents or authorities might well have failed to meet the test for involuntary commitment under Arizona law, which resembles laws in most states. Unless there's a crime committed, it's difficult to force someone into treatment. And so I find some, it hard to, to believe that he never threatened anybody. He must have threatened somebody, and they didn't do anything about it. Or, an, right? or no one ever reported him. But, uh, you know, I mean, he might have just been a mean. crazy nutball. And the thing is with that guy, it's like when I look at him, and I guess it's, it's the same thing. It's like they keep uh, making analogies to uh, John Hinckley. I've heard, I've heard John Hinckley, the, the guy who assass- or tried to attempted to assassinate uh, Ronald Reagan, um, or the George Wallace shooter, Arthur Bremer, the Unabomber. They've, they've compared him to him as well. Um, these are all mentally disturbed loners who needed to be committed, but uh, just they never were. So I wonder if, if there's a law passed where you're forced, like if you, if you know another, somebody like this, you're forced to do something about it and you're forced to commit them. Do you think this would prevent another you know, massacre? Yeah, I do. Well, I wonder about it. How I mean, many- how, how you can't prove that you ever prevented anything, but I believe that it would. Well, that's what I want, what I wonder about. You, this. You're saying that a person, if a person thought somebody was nutty, and then the nutty person did something. I mean, you keep saying forced, like like if I didn't turn the person in, I would be also somehow guilty. That's what you're that saying. It? You're culpable for this person. Well, that, that's the family dumb. and friends. Oh, family. Well, friends. Fuck, fuck you. Well, that's Who knows the, that we're friends? But they've nobody. been family, interviewing. Yes. They've been interviewing Lofner's friends, and uh, Lofner's friends are saying then nobody yeah, would ever. Nobody wacky. would ever say anything. No, but if you, if you were under if you were under threat of like you know jail time or penalty because you didn't turn him in, and so the reporter was like, "Well, did you know him? Did he seem weird?" You'd be like, "I didn't know him, and if I did know him, he did not seem weird to me." People are people say okay. Family, you could say like you had to know. I mean, you're you're his fucking mom and dad. Come on. He's a nutball. Well, currently, all right, it's up for debate. Hold, hold that thought for one second. Right now, they say the current law is unless there's some type of crime, you can't force someone into treatment. The reason this has changed is in the 1970s, there's this whole, like, anti-psychiatry movement. Uh, civil libertarians work to eliminate involuntary commitment. I guess that was time, uh, wasn't that around the time of uh, Ken Kesey's One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest? Probably. I mean, that, that whole point of that movie is propaganda against loony bins, right? Yeah. Or they're saying, too, that they, uh, they raise the standards and burden of proof so high that few individuals would meet um, you know, the definition of, an involuntary, uh, of involuntary commitment here. No, but it's like you said, it's, it's, not even, it's not even like a standard of behavior now. Now it's like you have to actually stab somebody in the neck, then we can put you away. 
But at that point, they're putting you away for stabbing somebody in the neck, not for being the type of person who's going to stab somebody in the neck, which kind of defeats the purpose. Well, they're saying now, people are calling out, we need legal reform to shift the balance in favor of protecting the community against those who are armed and deranged. And that's another interesting thing, is that uh, Lofner here was able to get a firearm. He had no, he had no psychiatric evaluation for that. Right. I mean, he he probably had no psychiatric record at all because there's no records kept anywhere about anybody like that. Unless you're really, really nutty, I guess. Well, so now there's they're they're calling for a reform, a reformation here of uh, of our stance towards involuntary commitment. They feel that the law should no longer require as a condition of involuntary incarceration that seriously disturbed individuals constitute a danger to themselves or others let alone a substantial or imminent danger, as m- many states do. I don't know. I, f- I feel this is kind of a divisive issue. It's like, who, who decides who's seriously disturbed? I've known a lot of people that would fit the bill of being seriously disturbed. And I wasn't, you know, getting on the phone calling 911 saying, hey, or, you know, calling, uh, you know, the men in white to come over and saying, hey, I, I got a friend here who needs to be convicted. Because we, we live in this now current era that, you, that that's not possible right but if it was possible would you well i i I wonder i don't know i'm not sure if i would but think about it wackily well we had a mutual friend in college uh we'll call him mr angel (laughs) (laughs) mr angel mr angel uh became uh, he went through various different phases and transitions he became like a born-again christian he, well, he's a drug user, then became a born-again Christian, then became like a Nazi sympathizer. Do you, do you remember that? Well, he, he also went through the, uh, I'm really into mathematics stage, except he was just kind of stupid. <laughs> so he didn't, like, he didn't understand the concepts or get good grades or like pass any of his classes, but yeah. But this is one of, those, one of those guys, though, that, I mean, eventually he even stopped using drugs, but he would be up for nights on end. P-Town, you probably remember this guy. I do. Yeah. yeah. He would come be up, you know, nights on end, show up, unkempt, smelling like just body odor, and then yeah. uh, would just be speaking erratically about, you know, anti-government rhetoric for like an hour. And then just, right. and yeah. And, and he, then, read, he, read, he read The Fountainhead. It was what, that was all based on. Yeah, I, yeah. Was it all? I mean, maybe he was a, a an Ayn Rand acolyte or Ayn something. Rand, yeah, no, yeah. that's definitely when all that that shit started about the government taking away his individuality. But but didn't you ever tell? And then all the girls we knew were like, yeah, he like was um. It seemed like he was going to date rape me the other night or something, you know, like, or he would like threaten people. And then he like came to our Halloween party that one time with a pumpkin on his head and an actual kitchen knife. Like, oh, this is my costume. Oh, is that a plastic pumpkin? No, it's a real fucking carved out slimy pumpkin that you put on your head, you fucking freak. <laughs> Somebody re- should have we should have called the 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 men in white coats then. Well, that that's what I'm wondering. It's like you got a guy there who's obviously I would say he's disturbed. I'd say there's something there's something off. There's something deranged. Do we I mean, should we have a right to 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 call up the the police and say, "Hey, there's a nutter in my house. I think he's going. I think he's capable of doing something violent. I think he's capable of, of, of be, doing harm to the community. Yeah, and, may, and make it so you need like two people or something. So it's not just some one guy going off on somebody else. Although that would still happen. You could get two people ganging up on somebody. But 
So what happens you know, then? They, they commit the guy. He he has to undergo. Yeah, a psychiatric they evaluate evaluation. him. Right. And in in front of a board, because what what I'm worried about this is, I feel this could lead to an abuse of power, an egregious abuse of power. I feel like a government could shut off, a, shut a dissident down, much like the Soviet Union in the in during the Cold War era. It's like you have somebody who's uh, voicing opposition. Well, yeah, he's he's clinically insane. We deem him clinically insane. Let's stuff him full of Haldol and put him in a cell. Right, but that Russia's a co- communist dictatorship, or was, or I guess it still kind of is. Well, what would happen? We just have I mean, independently if, appointed and elected boards of review in each state. And, and what fits the criteria of being disturbed? What about a, a, a people who do a, a nonconformist, a nonconformist podcast? We do a podcast. We talk about a lot of disturbing topics and laugh at it. Are we disturbed? No, 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 no. It's not disturbed like that. We're talking about disorders where people have like a fucking break with reality. Like if you look at this Lofner guy's YouTube page or his Facebook rantings, or apparently he like went on some video game call of duty chat room and posted a bunch of bullshit too. I mean, the shit doesn't even make sense. It's like, what is wrong with your brain, man? Like something is not, uh, some connection is not being made in there. Some vital connection. Yeah. There are some synapses that's the, that's that had the kind stopped of firing months ago. With right, that, like, with, like with that that, that's now. the kind of shit we you would can you would commit somebody for, like, like, gross. You know what does it schizophrenics have where they don't like dissociation? They don't, They're just completely dissociated dissociate. from uh, you know regular emotions and feelings. They look and, at people like chairs and and like objects, right? Like that would be one thing. Schizophrenics, paranoid schizophrenics. I just have, I just feel what to get them that aren't really there. You know, people who are extremely bipolar are doing like, you know, doing a really erratic shit and then going into deep depression, that kind of stuff. I just feel that that this is a power that could so easily be abused, especially by, uh, you know, someone with a sense of of humor. (laughs) It's like think of of the prank. There's lots of power in in the government of any country. And you just put things in place to safeguard against abuses. I mean... Look at the prison system. Look at just the the whatever, checks and balances and everything. Perhaps it would do more good than harm to be able to uh, actually and, – and maybe it would actually call for people to to actively, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to contact someone if they do feel, feel that there's – that they have a disturbed individual in their friendship circle or in their family or whatever. I just yeah. – I don't know. I, I just think at what point – I don't know at what point I would be motivated to make that call. Well, I mean, I've I mean seen some pretty the, crazy the, shit. The phrase, the phrase "more good than harm" is a good one because do you think the system now is is more good than harm, where everybody just does whatever the fuck they want, and people, you know, you got crazy people shitting on the streets and flinging their feces in people's eyes and I shooting think we've, up. We've taken this really laissez-faire approach, though, to mentally insane people. Like if it's schizophrenic, yeah. it's like we can't we can't help them, but they're not really criminals. Let's just kind of either just put them somewhere or just let them wander the streets or whatever. You know? Yeah, I mean we we don't do anything about it, and it's definitely a situation that needs to be addressed. I just question whether or not a to, to give the civilian the right to like let's call the funny farm and have those people just come and grab them and drag them out of their house, kicking and screaming, and then force force them to undergo a psychiatric evaluation. I don't know if that's a good thing. I think it's something that How could be misused. You do it? How, how else do you get out of the zone that we are now where everybody just, every crazy person gets to do whatever they want? 
I just feel it's something that's going to be misused. What about when you break up with your girlfriend? Like that bitch is crazy, or divorce your wife? What's going to happen? So are then? you are you advocating for every crazy person can do whatever they want? I'm not saying every crazy person should do whatever they want. I'm saying that there should be a professional who deems, who is able to, who's trained to evaluate who's crazy and who's not. I just don't think so that's you what we or said. I. Well, you're the one who's making up the dragged away cricket kicking and streaming. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's you, you have to get I, them to the professional. Yeah, but it's you or I who's calling these professionals. And then they're forcing this psychiatric evaluation. What's the other option that the professional just goes around to everybody on a regular basis and gives you a checkup? I guess that in an ideal situation, this is what I think. A decent ideal situation, ideal scenario here would be like, okay, if I think you're disturbed, I would contact somebody. They'd send somebody out to come chat with you. If they're like, okay, well, obviously this guy actually seems quite rational. He's fine. That's one thing. But if he shows up and you're naked and you're covered in feces and you're, you know, you're, you're screaming about killing uh, President Eisenhower, then, yeah, maybe they should drag you away then and give you uh, some involuntary commitment. Is if the therapist comes to you and evaluates you at your house, that's fine with you? This is, what I, this is what I disagree with. I don't think you should be able to call up a company and say, this guy needs to be committed, and they drag you out and put you in a facility, and then you undergo testing for a period of weeks, and then they decide whether why, or not you're But sane. why would it be weeks? No, no. The initial evaluation's like an hour or what? I guess, yeah, an hour. Like 20 questions on a piece of paper. All right. This is what they need to do. Get the crazy person. Try, tag them like they would a penguin. Right. I'm saying a tag on their foot. Okay. And then let the crazy person go wander. But they would have them under tag and, and be able to be tracked. What about new crazy people? That's the problem. All Once right. you've already evaluated somebody, then we're also out of the scenario you're talking about. It's going to be difficult to uh, resolve <laughs> this situation. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you out of this slippery slope argument where it's 1984 all of a sudden. Regardless. Well, I'd, I'd call them on Jeffrey, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Bob Madigan would have been committed like five years weird. ago. Five years ago, I'm not sure. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the outcome will be here. Um, personally, I kind of hope uh, Sarah Palin ends up losing her political career completely. I kind of hope that the Westboro Baptist Church um, kind of loses their uh, credibility in the eyes of the public. I hope they it's come like, back to life. What no, about that big hot tub we were going to have when he dies? Well, I'm, I'm just hoping that the Westboro Baptist churches are going to be like, God, you guys are pussies for backing down for a nine-year-old. And then I wonder what will happen whether or not we'll be able to commit our friends against their will. I don't know. I think a lot will change from this uh, recent massacre. So, Wacker, this is episode uh, 260 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, quick recap of last week's show, episode 259. We did three listener stories. A listener one sent a story about a mad dildo bomber, guy who created a bomb out of a dildo. Listener two sent a story about a Puerto Rican blowtorch, and listeners three sent a story about a L.A. gang that was raping the handicapped. And uh, as you probably um, figured here, uh, listener three story, the, the handicapped rape gang uh, won. By an over- I still don't think they caught any of those people. No, they caught one. One guy turned oh, himself they? in. Yeah, really? the, the actual the, the paraplegic, uh, who, paraplegic rapist turned himself in. 
But an overwhelming majority here voted for uh, Listener 3. So congratulations, Listener 3. Uh, you won episode 259. Oh, we had a fan here, uh, Jaeger. Uh, not the beverage, a person, actually. Um, he says, I just listened to episode 259, and you two geniuses don't know when your five-year anniversary is. Good job. A couple punches in the calculator told me the answer. Five times 52 equals 260. Get that Jaeger. That's what uh, Jaeger says. So, So if you think about it, he's got a point there. This show we're doing right now is actually our five-year anniversary, Wacker. Oh, really? What Jaeger doesn't realize or didn't realize when he wrote us this email is we're building suspense here, you fucking genetic dead end. Of course we know that our anniversary is coming up. We're just building suspense. We're putting it out there. We haven't planned an anniversary show yet, so we weren't ready to do an anniversary show for episode 260. Jesus. I'm certainly not. Fuck no. Did, did you even know? I mean, I knew. I knew it was around about this time. But didn't we misnumber some of the shows? That's what I'm thinking. That's why I was confused. Haven't we done, like, double shows? And I mean, you'd think, like, maybe our... uh, There were some special episodes that maybe extended or shortened. Two-parters and things like that. Like, I I think it's questionable whether or not this is actually the five-year... I know the five-year anniversary is this month, which is quite a remarkable feat in itself. I don't know if it's remarkable or if it's kind of depressing. What, what do you think there, P-Town? Five years of sick and wrong. Is that a remarkable feat or do you think it's depressing? Both. <laughs> it's a remarkably depressing feat. It's a remarkably depressing feat. But, uh, yes, we were building suspense there, uh, Jaeger. And, uh, yeah, we plan to do the uh, sick and wrong anniversary show next week. So uh, episode 261 will be our five-year anniversary and uh, we have some big things planned. I, you know, I have a couple interviews with some uh, old guests that uh, we've had on the show in the past. Cake? There's going to be some cake. Definitely some cake. I don't know if I'm going Solid. to. Solid. Yeah, we've got to have cake to uh, commemorate an event such as this. Uh, you know, another thing Can I was Holly thinking, come in and cake fart it? Maybe. Maybe. But then I'm probably not going to eat the cake once that happens. I just eat or eat the edges. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if or it's a, you can cut some pieces out and then cake fart it. Or if you can get you can get a chocolate cake and it doesn't even matter because you won't be able to tell. Would she um, do that? I mean, I know porn stars have shit that they won't do, right? I don't think there's much shit that I don't think there's much shit that Holly wouldn't do. She told me some things, but we didn't t- talk about cake farting. I bet your cake farting would be something she'd do. But you'd have to have, I mean... I mean, you get frosting all over your ass and up in your crack. I mean, it could be a no... I mean, I don't think it would be... It wouldn't... I would do it, but... Uh, I, I bet you it's better than... see that, but I can see how it would be annoying. I bet you it's better than double anal penetration. I don't think she does that either, though. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't <think>. know. <laughs> she might be like, that's cool, cake farting? No. Out of the question. Completely. Some people have... I used to work with the dude, this big, burly guy... He didn't like Ooh. double anal? No, he didn't like, if you rubbed a peach on his neck, he would freak out. He was like, you know, one of those 260 pound, six foot eight dudes. But if you rubbed a peach on his neck, that fuzz on the back of his neck, like came up behind him, he would like crumble to the ground and, and like, what? like if a what? spider got on him or something. What? How did you find this out? Because we like, worked. When in a fruit did you market. rub a peach on the back of this six foot eight barbarian's neck? Because we worked in a fruit market and one day he, foolishly told all us like young 
frail little whippersnappers that he couldn't stand the feel of peach fuzz. And actually, it's probably because he like wouldn't stack the peaches. So you're like, fuck you, stack the peaches. He's like, I can't do it. I can't. Are you stand talking it. about peaches or your balls? Well, back then it was kind of the same thing. Peaches. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I don't knows? like fucking peaches either. I mean, why not just eat a nectarine and not deal with that fucking eating, you know, 15-year-old pube? For, yeah, like, it's kind of gross. Like them. I, I'm not sure if Holly would be down with that. But yeah, a lot of people do have their limits. You know, a lot of people do that. But I was After thinking... After kind of frosting she likes. <laughs> I was thinking for the anniversary show, though, we, we should open up some uh, questions to the fans. I was... A couple things I want to I want to make some reconciliations. I want to make some amends with some of our uh, previous controversies that have been here on the show, and also open it up to the audience. I don't know if Wackley will agree with this because I forgot to mention it to you beforehand. But uh, I was thinking we could have fans call us up two zero six 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 three eight four six or email us sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com dot com and ask us anything. It's been five years. I'm sure there's been a lot of questions. Maybe they're personal. Maybe they're um, podcast-related. Ask us. We'll play it. We'll, we'll answer. This one episode will come clean. What do you think there, Wacker? Yeah, they can ask anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I will answer it. Whether the answer is truthful will remain to be seen. So, people, now is your opportunity to clear up any questions you might have about Sick and Wrong. Give us a call. This week, 206-666-3846, and ask us anything. We'll, we'll tell you anything for the next show. So our anniversary is well, next week. They can't ask us to do anything. No, they, they, they ask, ask us, us any question. Any information. Ask us any information you want to know about either, either me or Wackerly. Just give us a call, and uh, we're, we're going to tell you, because this is the, in this one episode. Other than that, you're we never going to have this chance be, again. They should ask me questions about you and you questions about me that way there'd be no shenanigans yeah no i think that would totally work and if you don't know it then uh, you can ask me and i could maybe say something but yeah no that that would that would be the way to verify the answer it's our five-year anniversary you can ask us anything that's going to be next week people uh, before we get into uh, this week's shows uh, obviously you know the way sick and wrong works quacker and i present the most disturbing news items of the week um, audience votes, and the winner wins a sick and wrong care package. Before we get into this week's votes, how about a quick word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Go to Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio and entertainment. Uh, they have over 1,000 science and tech books, over 1,100 science fiction fantasy titles, uh, and in total, over 75,000 titles to choose from. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle, and get a free audiobook when you sign up for an account. Um, Do they have like uh, bodice rippers? You know, I'm I'm not quite sure. I you know it's you know been I mean? a, like the romance trash novels. I'm sure they do. And seventy five thousand titles. How could you not have at least at least one? one. Are you talking about the Harlequin romance? Or are you talking about the the, the I don't even know trashier than that? I'm talking about like Kroger checkout. You know, grocery store checkout line. I bet born, you that. Born I'm for sure. moms. That's what I'm talking about. Like Michael Crichton. No. <laughs> That's not sexy. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like the, uh, or like, you know, the slave boy, you know, having sex with the Southern Belle, that, that sort of thing. The Mandingo. Right. Yeah. No, I think, I, you know, I, I, Do they have Mandingo. That's specifically what I'm looking for. 
<laughs> last time I was on Audible's website, I just did a search for Mandingo, and there were like <laughs> at least four titles that popped up. Yeah. Because yeah. there are there's se- there are sequels to Mandingo, right? And like prequels. Yeah. There are various there various settings. There are various Mandingo settings you can get into on audible.com. Just make sure you there's use like the term the fatal. uncanny Mandingo and <laughs> Mandingo Factor. The different universes within the multiverse of Mandingo. People go explore Mandingos at Audible. Just use Ditto when you check out. So, Wackerly, we received a number of articles here for 260. It took a while to um, pare down the, the, the best three. But here's the first one we received for, uh, for this episode. It was sent in by Michelle. Michelle writes, D, does this make you jealous just a little bit? Love you guys. Um, I question Michelle's love for us, really. I, th- I think she's just saying, like, love you guys instead of saying sincerely. Yeah. You know? It's just I mean, a sign. It's a t- throwaway sign-off salutation. Yeah, I, I don't think It's like when really... people say dear at the beginning of a letter. Yeah. Like, I'm not really dear to you, am I? I, I question. I, th- I think it comes, it comes across as being glib, but hey. Yeah. Anyway, Michelle writes, uh, or Michelle's article here says, uh, mother and daughter accused of molesting teen boy for three years. It's interesting, a uh, mother and daughter molestation team. And he's it's, not a little, he's not a little boy, he's a teen boy. He's a At teen, 13. he's 13 years old, yeah. Susan Brock and her daughter Rachel are accused of sexually abusing a teen boy. A lot of people don't know this, but P-Town uh, was abused at the age of 14 by a big fat chick. I think that's how he lost his virginity. Huh. It's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I wasn't even you making that up. Yourself? I didn't actually call it abuse until just recently. <laughs> at the <laughs> time, I was totally willing to get into it. In fact, I encouraged it. How old so, was she again? My age. So were you da- weren't you dating her sister? Or something? <clears throat> yeah. So she was a fat girl. Big, Hang on. Let me, let me unzip my pants. <laughs> <laughs> big, 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 big fat girl. And she was actually um, held back a couple of years. So I was probably 14 and she was probably 16. And they lived in my neighborhood. And she had a twin sister, both of which were held back and big and fat. And both were pretty fat. Right. One of them liked me. And the other one I had sex with. <laughs> did the did the other fa- did the fat, fat sister find fat out? One? Yes, she did find out, and she was very angry with me. But did you like you know assuage her anger with a Twinkie? I did not. <laughs> I did not have the uh, the uh, the foresight at fourteen to be able to uh, to think. pull out a ho ho and I say did, yeah, shut up. I did not think it up at that point. Yeah, I, I failed. But still, though, the, the point is here. P Town, you know, was having sex at the age of fourteen. This kid's thirteen. I don't was yeah, but this, this this was Georgia. This was the South. Well, this is Arizona. Okay. Either way, the South Southwest. is a uh, different. The, 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 it the, is a the, different world. It really is. I feel like most people that I knew in Georgia uh, lost their virginity early, and at fourteen, thirteen was was pretty common. But uh, I wish I lived in Georgia. Everybody that I've met since then and I've told that to has looked at me like, really? Wow, that's gross. You fucked a fat chick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a mother and daughter here in Arizona are accused of sexually abusing a teenage boy for three years. And please say the pair 
did it without without knowing each other's uh, about each other's other relationship with the kid. So this uh, kid was basically begging a mother and a daughter. The daughter was two-timing the mom. The mom was two-timing the daughter. This kid was getting the best of both worlds here. Think about that. Losing your virginity to two women that are related. That's amazing. It's like generational. This one came out of that one, and my dick <laughs> is in that hole where it came out of, and now it's in this other hole. It's crazy. It would blow my mind as a 13-year-old. Yeah, it's a bit confusing. I know. Yeah, holes and people that come out of holes, and then your d- penis going in the hole. And so then the in mother, the, other hole. the mother here, forty-eight-year-old Susan Brock, allegedly met the boy for Tris when he was thirteen, and continued for three years. What's Tris? A tryst, you know. Oh, tryst. Oh, tryst. Okay. A tryst. Yeah, a tryst. Kind of like what you had with the fat chick. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was some Arizona board game or something. Yeah. That I thought it was just Tris. I thought you were inventing a new term. <laughs> I thought maybe that was his name, Fertris. You know, I would almost have a tryst, though. Definitely I would have a tryst with a daughter, but the mom is actually not that bad looking either. Show me the picture. Uh, you know, I don't have it on, you, on okay. me right now, but uh, we'll put it on the website. Her daughter, Rachel, now 21, sent the kid nude photos and videos of herself between 2000 and 2008, the same time that the mother was uh, having the relationship with the kid. I don't understand. Like, how does something like this initiate with 13? When I was 13, maybe, maybe it's because I, didn't mis- I misinterpreted the signs or more likely I wasn't getting any signs. But how do you know that a 48-year-old women, woman here, a 48-year-old woman and a 21-year-old woman is, has sexual interest in you? Are you asking me? <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying at the age of 13, P-Town, I the age of 13, know. how did you know that the, the fat chick was an estrus? Like, did her, <laughs> did her, did her hindquarters swell up and she, she rubbed them on you? <laughs> like, I don't know. First of all, the fat, the fat chicks, <laughs> both of the fat chicks were my age. So uh, the, 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 it's kind of an, uh, it's, not, it's not the you said same thing said they were 16 and you were 14. About. I was 13, and they were, like, two years older. But, but still, I mean, it's, it's not the same as what you're talking about. I guess they're not 48 but, but and 13. For, for that situation specifically, they were very uh, forthright with their intentions. So, yeah, I wonder if, like, the mom just came on to this 13-year-old. I, find- I imagine that the older that you get, that you're more forthright, yes. I don't know if I'd be able to perceive the signs. I think I'd be... I'd be scared. I think this I'd is why you do a podcast. she just her big boob out right in your face? All right, that's, that's pretty, pretty obvious. I would, need it to, I would need it to be that obvious. Uh, that's probably what happened here. The victim, who's 17, 17 years old now, said uh, Susan Brock, the mother, would pick him up after school in her car, take him to a secluded area where she molested him. The boy why, claims why does he keep calling him molested? I know. I mean, did they I, just fuck or what? I don't see why he wouldn't just call, I got a hand job, you know, I got lucky. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if she was, like, bending him over and shoving, like, her whole fist into his anus, then I'd be like, okay, you got molested. But if she's just riding him. <laughs> it's a pretty draconian definition of molestation over there. <laughs> I think it's pronounced But, like, a handjob hand job isn't molestation unless, unless you're, like, eight years old. Uh, you know, I, I think a it's... a man, right? A boy. A man. Yeah, I just think it's hard for a woman to uh, molest a man, but apparently it can happen. But there is a way yeah, that she fists you. <laughs> That's being molested. 
<laughs> the boy claims the daughter, Rachel, abused him at her family home. Uh, police said the Brocks did not have intercourse with the boy, so neither kid actually had intercourse with the lady. Hmm. Um, the daughter's booked on three counts sexual misconduct. Her mother was arrested in October. Uh, the crimes were committed without each other's knowledge. Susan Brock's husband here of 28 years announced he was splitting with his wife after well, yeah. her arrest. I would do. Wouldn't you just be deeply hurt? I would be deeply hurt here. I mean, not only chagrin that my wife was having, you know, uh, is a pedophile. And I mean, so I would just be like, so that kid gives, a, you know, has sex with you better than I do? I mean, <laughs> he, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've been with you 30 years, well, and I don't know how to please my have- wife. Didn't you just say they didn't have intercourse? They'd be more like, you're blowing that kid and you're out blowing me? What the fuck? <laughs> 13. 13 years his old. Poke- you had to pull down his Pokemon underwear. They have man <laughs> underwear. That's I fucking pay the mortgage, you bitch. He says, I have to file divorce for my wife. I cannot divorce my daughter. She's my blood. I will always be her dad. And she needs me now more than ever. Dude, I would just can both those bitches. I'd be like, you know what? You are both fucked. I hope you both go to jail. I'm out of here getting a new family. Plus, you said she's 21, right? It's not like he's her legal guardian. Like, get the fuck out. And she's hot, too. I, I don't get it. They're both of them. I don't, I don't get it. If it was like a mother-daughter rivalry going on here. Right. So on the sick and wrong star scale. I don't think she'd go for you, though, D. I I mean, gray hair. <laughs> this is freshly dyed Wackerly. I, you know, I, I, I knew we were podcasting tonight. Maybe put um, some like footy pajamas on or something. <laughs> Snuggy. Yeah, that, that that would be nice. Eat, eat some Play-Doh. Get that Play-Doh breath going. What about my Aqua Teen Hunger Force panties? There you go. That does work. Um, yeah. So on the sick or wrong star scale. The reason I'm going to give this such a high score is because of the originality. It's rare that you see a mother and daughter that both molest the same kid, but yet have no idea that, each, that, that, that they're molesting this kid at the same time. I'm going to give this a 4.5. How did they know the kid? Was he a next-door neighbor? I think he lived in the neighborhood. Hmm. I give it a 3.5. 3.5? Why so low? Because I, I wish I was that kid. <laughs> and yes, in answer to the question, I'm a bit jealous. I, dude, I would have loved to be banging two women from the same family. Yeah. Just you know, ladies. every other, you know, all of his friends in that neighborhood think he's the bomb. You know, kids that age in Columbia are fucking cows and donkeys. Yeah. This right. kid got to go have sex with, I mean, I was fucking a gym sock. This kid gets, gets to go have sex with a, you know, a, a 48-year-old woman and a 21-year-old woman. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. I'm lowering my score to four. I agree with you, Wackerly. <laughs> All right. What do you have here for uh, episode 26? My story comes out of Washington, Indiana. Not state, not D.C. A, new, a third Washington. I don't know if they rape a lot of animals here as they do in Washington State. And the reporter decides to write, what we know about this story, we need to warn you, is graphic. She's saying the, the story is graphic. That's the se- second sentence in the article. So you guys know you're in for something good, right? 
Yeah, I think that's cheating, Mark. Here you are setting up this story. Who sent this story in anyway? Uh, or did you pick this from your own supply? Patricia Rowan, it's her name. And she just says, hey, guys, I thought this would be a good one for the show. All right. No so uh, so you, you're giving Trisha a bit of an advantage here by, uh, by, by, by playing It's right in the, the article. It's written in the article. It says in the article that this is graphic. Yeah. What we do know, we need to warn you, is graphic. All right. I'm, I'm prepared. Are, are you prepared there, P-Town? I am prepared. <laughs> He's still thinking of fat chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shepherd Hill apartments are quiet now. But that wasn't the case Sunday when police were called into uh, the apartment building three. Washington, Indiana police say that the investigation began right away and turned up some disturbing information. And this is the cop speaking. We came across some marijuana, arrested an individual on marijuana charges, and th- through more investigation, we turned up there had been a body abused, possibly after it had been deceased. <laughs> All right, okay, well, hold on. So first so, of all, there's a deceased body uh, on site. So someone called the cop. There's a dead person in there. So, so, so someone died in this person's apartment. He called the cops. Cops came up and were like, we smell weed, and, we, and they bust the guy for having marijuana. Right. And then they look at the corpse, and they realize and that they there find was out some there's abuse. A it seems like the way that this article is written, maybe they came because they thought there was a corpse, and then they found the weed. But I don't know how somebody, maybe somebody saw it through a window or something. Or I, I don't know how you just know that there's a corpse in somebody else's apartment. It doesn't did, seem like it, it, it was smelling or anything like it had been there that long. Did the guy call uh, the cops himself? I don't think this dude called because as you'll uh, hear, he was really super high when they got there, which is something you usually don't do. Call the cops and then get really baked. And if you have a dead person on your living room floor... And the cops are coming over to take care of that. I really think you'd think extra hard about not getting super high. Yeah, that would totally I, kill my buzz. Right. And just, you know, you know you're going to have to deal with them and be filling out forms and shit. And you can't do that all stoned. Off your That's toilet. what I always wondered about people. Like uh, a lot of people, I remember in high school, I had a lot of friends that would smoke pot and just be, go to high school, go to like their social studies class or something. And it's like, why would you want to be there high? I want to be at home listening to Dark Side of the Moon or jerking off right. the porn. I don't want to be I, in a chemistry class. I think those people were going to get high also when they got home and were listening to Dark Side of the Moon. They're probably just high all day long, right? I agree with you. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, this guy's 55 years old, though, so maybe when I'm 55, I'll think differently. His name's Richard Sandin, and he's from Geneva, Ohio. So this is uh, the Indiana reporter clarifying that freaks like this don't actually come from their town. They're from they're out of towners. Uh, and he's been brought up on charges of possession, possession of marijuana, possession of paraphernalia and abuse of a corpse. Right now, police are calling the case uh, a death investigation, but they're holding on to most of the d- details until the autopsy is completed. So how how do they know the corpse was abused? What what does it indicate? Like what indication do they have? I mean, what did they walk in there like? Did, did he punch the corpse in the face and it had a black eye? Like I don't understand. It says we turned up. It says we turned up there. This is such a weird sentence because it's the assistant police chief talking, Mike Healy. If it was the chief of police, I think he would be a better crafted phrase. But um. We turned up there had been a body abused, possibly after it had been deceased. 
And I don't think that means it's like has a big black eye. I think they looked at the vagina and it was sort of gaping open or the so butthole or the both. Bo- the body was naked. Or there was tearing. The body was unclothed. Uh, well, I think they, they declothe it immediately when they have a, a dead body because they got to look and see if there's stab wounds or anything. Right. So they pulled out the clothes and there's some vaginal bruising. Yeah. I've never understood vaginal tearing and bruising. That's probably because it, uh, you can't. <laughs> no, no. But I never, I mean, I guess if you have sex with a girl and she's completely not ready for it, like it's like surprise sex, that's when this happens. Or, or maybe my penis is just really small. Or uh, maybe she's not breathing. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that's what I mean. But isn't that what it is? It's like a, a, a girl gets aroused. She gets a white on. Like her, yeah, her... But, but that's I guess that's what I'm implying because you always hear about the bruising and tearing in non-deceased rape victims, also. So with the deceased, it's, it's, I imagine there's a lot of tearing. What? But what? Yeah, I don't know. Has <laughs> <laughs> she given birth before? <laughs> well, here's here's my question: Was the guy so high that he didn't realize that the woman was dead while they're having sex? Well, maybe, maybe her lack of he, movement or enthusiasm. She was just like, okay, okay, I'm going to continue. That's I, what I this mean, guy how claimed. high do you need to be? That's what this guy claims. That's the interesting part of the story. I mean, fucking a corpse, necrophilia happens all the time. Go to any funeral home in America and just find the guy. Like, oh, there's the necrophilia that works here, right? Maybe it's a janitor. Maybe it's the director. Maybe it's the embalming dude. Yeah, it's Somebody's such a, fucking it's such a trite it. topic. I mean, we've we've covered yeah. necrophilia. No, but he claims right here. He, he claims that he didn't know, <laughs> which <laughs> implies that he was in the habit of just fucking his girlfriend while she was asleep, or really, or <laughs> nodded off from heroin or something. I mean, even if she's just asleep, it seems like she would wake up. Be like, what are you she's doing? Not waking up, but maybe she was a junkie, or like used a lot of Vicodin or something. I think the guy was yep. so high, he had such good weed that uh, he couldn't even tell the difference. I don't think I could just stick it into a woman who is totally unresponsive and actually get off. I mean, I, I would just jerk off. I guess if she was cold and slightly bluish in, in hue, I think that like would probably avatar? kill... Yeah, I think that would probably... No, but I'm not, not Avatar, but I'm just saying if she was like slightly bluish from like... You know, the rigor mortis, I think, would probably make me right. lose my erection. But it makes it a, for a very tight vagina, that rigor mortis. No, what? That's the tearing. That's the tearing. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this dude is being held in the Davies County Jail, or Davis. I don't know how they pronounce this. Uh, you know, he's awaiting trial and the completion of the autopsy. So I guess they're going to find out if she's pregnant or something. <laughs> dude, I bet your baby's going to be stillborn. I give this. A 4.25. I'm going to give it a 4.5 because how often is it where you're, you're too high to know that your, sex, your, your, your partner is uh, deceased? Or you just don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a question. So, That's what's going to come out at trial. That's what's gonna, they're going to cross-examine him at trial if he's you know, foolish enough to go on the stand. And they're going to say, what were you thinking? He's going to be like, I don't know. She's never very good in bed anyway. I didn't notice the difference. And if he can convince the jury of that, maybe he'll get off scot-free. He has a maybe demonic... There's a lot of, 
I mean, there's a lot of married men on the jury who've been married for a long time. They'll be like, yeah, my wife's the same way. I she can't tell if she's there. alive or dead. <laughs> it's a demonic bong. All right, the third story here uh, was sent in by Virash, which um, I've never heard that name before, but I like it. An Indian guy? Probably. Dean Lance saw this, thought of you, hope it gets on the show, love the show, keep it sick, keep it wrong, keep it funny. Virash. That was, that was very laconic. It was very straight to the point. Like uh, Virash in a story here about a male model named Renato Sibria who is charged with murder after confession in the castration slay of a journalist, a gay journalist named Carlos Castro. Police <laughs> believe that uh, model Renato Sibra and a gay journalist Carlos Castro had dated for several months before Castro was murdered in uh, Times Square this past Friday night. The male model confessed to killing a gay journalist in a Times Square hotel and gave cops a twisted explanation of why he sexually mutilated his victim. My question is, what other type of explanation can you really give for sexual mutilation? Like a reasonable one? I can't think of one off the top of my head. but I I don't think I'm going to be able to convince you or the police that that sexual mutilation was necessary. You know, I, I just... Sometimes you, know, you, you gotta cut a bitch, though. <laughs> well, that's exactly what Renato... It's what Renato did, 20 years old. He told cops that he used a corkscrew to sever 65-year-old Carlos Castro's genitals as a way to cure the older man of his homosexuality. Well, that's one way. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting that a... Uh, a, uh, a corkscrew here can be used as both a wine opener and a handy castration device. A ball opener. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think I he bet did you it? It's not that handy. How, how do you think he messy. did it? Did he did it do it through like the 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 pee hole? Like I don't understand. Like I mean, I no, guess I, th- they, I think he gripped firmly on both testes, pulled them down towards the earth, and then just gouged the away inside of it at the scrotal sac. Okay, all right. Well, then how how does doing that, how does that action cure his homosexual impulses? Well, I mean, after that happens, you're not going to be sticking (laughs) your dick in anything. It probably cured his heterosexual impulses as well. I just think it cured all impulses. I don't think uh, you're doing much of anything other than going, ow, fuck. Yeah, he did die. He bled out. Uh, And Zebra was charged with only second-degree murder after this. Uh According to the story, Sieber and Castro came to New York from their native Portugal, and by all accounts were a couple. But Sebra appears unable to admit that. He said he did this to get rid of Castro's homosexual demons. Oh. Are they Catholic? Hey, I Prob- don't know if uh, Portuguese Portugal? people usually are. Or are they uh, Muslim? I, th- I think they must be some kind of... Uh, I- I'm thinking some all kind of All those religions like, Christian, hate yeah. ways, right? I, I, I don't, don't like him either. How many religions really do like gays? I don't know. How do the Jews feel about them? I would take or leave them. I think no. the Unitarians are fine with them. Yeah, I suppose. What about the Mormons? And the, and the, it, no, the Mormons hate them. Come on. <laughs> like number one. What about the... Uh, the Westboro the Epis- Baptists? Don't the Episcopalians, don't they have some gay bishops or something? One of those that starts with an E. They're I'm surprised the uh, Catholic priests aren't a little more amenable. 
Yes. Me. Well, yeah. Well, they're 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 very repressed. Police believe that the two men had dated for several months, even though Sieber's family insisted that the tanned hunk is straight. Uh, his mother, <laughs> my son, was not. Wait, 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 wait. Go back, hunk. <laughs> Who's says calling here in the him article? A, who's calling him a hunk? The neighbors. The reporter from the New York Post. My son was not Carlos Castro's lover, said uh, Sieber's mother. Uh, From the beginning, he never hid his sexuality, which is heterosexual, by the way. (laughs) I think she hid his sexuality. Uh, Castro was a high-profile gay activist and society columnist in his own country. Uh, Sieber was a, a contestant, a pretty boy contestant on a top model reality show. Apparently, the duo were seen throughout Portugal and in uh, New York, hitting the town together, dining and drinking. I think they probably did have a relationship of a sexual nature. Mm -hmm. YC ended up brutalizing his victim and left him to die in a pool of blood. Who knows? Who knows what happened? Maybe there's an argument. Uh, Seber had injuries and checked himself into the hospital. That's how they found out about this. Uh, Apparently... As he was leaving the hotel, he ran into his daughter and said, he ran into Castro's daughter, who is also staying in another room at the same hotel, and said to him that uh, his father has been dealt with. And so uh, that, I think she probably called the police based on that. The fact of the matter is, this guy castrated um, his lover or his friend, whatever, with a corkscrew, which yeah. I don't think... I don't. I, I just feel feel that's a way a painful way to go. I mean, you could use a pair of scissors, you could use a razor. I think it'd be a lot quicker. A corkscrew is going to take some time. Are they talking about the actual screw or the little foil cutter that folds out? Because that's gonna that would change my vote. But if it's the actual screw, I give it a five. I'm saying a screw. If it's the foil cutter, I give it four point seven five. Because even that's pretty brutal. Those things are never sharp. I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. I imagine there's a lot of fighting, maybe some protestation on the, the part of the guy who's getting his balls cut with the corkscrew. Does he, like, show the dude his own balls with, like, a towel on his arm, like the sommelier? Yeah, but think about it this cuts way, cuts him though. off with a corkscrew, like, you know, they'd be in a fancy restaurant. I don't think they were – I don't think it was a youthful, tight scrotum. This is a 65-year-old man. That scrotum is that probably hanging easy. down to his knees. Yeah, you probably just easy. jam it right through and just slice it off. You know what? I, because of that, I'm going to give it a 4.75. Well, I give it a 5 it's, if it's the screw. All right. That's well, we'll where he's obviously going to win. I mean, ball torture. Come on. Yeah, anytime uh, you mess with someone's junk, it always gets a lot of votes. But, hey, who knows? Uh, perhaps the guy deserved it. People, we invite you to decide who won episode 260 here. Go vote. Sick and wrong. Podcast.com. We've got a couple phone calls to get to and uh, several emails. Uh, before we get to that, how about a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com? Hey, sick and wrong listeners. Want to add a little spice to your sex life? Go to AdamandEve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase. Free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. 
Right now, we got a couple phone calls here to the Sickerong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. How about we play uh, call number one? All right. Hi, this is Mike. I work for my county's local medical examiner in body removal. So basically, if somebody dies some sort of unnatural or unpredictable death, I am the one who goes by, and I take them from the scene to the morgue. So, buddy, you work in corpse disposal. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much what it Transport. is. Corpse picking. Well, he transports them to the corpse picking up. Yeah, he's like the FedEx of dead bodies. To get their autopsies. Now, I've called in before uh, with a strange one, but this one that I picked up a couple days ago was really fun. And what it was was this kid. I think he was 21 years old. Anywho... He decided he was going to kill himself, but his plan... Was- this sounds really fun, doesn't it? No, but can't you tell in Mike's voice that when he's not at work, he's just drinking and doing <laughs> drugs to like wipe out the images that won't leave his mind so he can say things like, oh, this one was fun. Yeah, no. I you- can say that now because I'll sleep tonight in a haze of scotch. That's <laughs> he drank, yeah, exactly. He drank like half a fifth of McKellen's or something. Was <laughs> Basically, he left a, he took his car. He went off to some little ditch side of the road area, like a little rest stop sort of thing. And he left a suicide note tied to like a chunk of a brick, it seemed like. It was just a little red rock. And he decided he was going to kill himself by setting his car on fire with him in it. Jesus. Now, it seemed like he had... Why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, it seems like of all the ways to kill yourself... It's like the worst idea ever. Yeah, it's like you're going to incinerate yourself. It's going to be extremely painful. Well, no, but even if you're into, like, the Buddhist burn the shit out of yourself, just douse yourself in gasoline... And then light that on fire. At least get the burning over quickly. Like his car is going to turn into an oven, so he's going to turn into like he's going to roast himself. He's going to burn. You know what? I think he he probably was under that misconception that when you start a, a fire in your car, it's not like the movies. It doesn't just explode in this huge ball of flame. It, it, it you might just, be right. Yeah, it just kind of burns. I think chips. That's what he thought it was going to happen. All right, here we go. Punch and John not about halfway through. <laughs> what was that? Punch and John are not going to come save him. <laughs> he kept trying to kick out the window. I don't know why he couldn't get the door open, but regardless, he just kept trying to kick it out, kick it out. What it was was when we got there, it was pretty much just a charred body with the legs sticking out the back of the window. One of them had actually burnt right off and was just on the ground. seemed almost untouched. I couldn't believe it. But it had separated right from the bone hit the ground, and I just thought it was fascinating. I couldn't imagine why he wouldn't want to get the door open or why it wouldn't open. Either way, it looked like a really, really bad way to die. Just thought I'd let you know about it. Have a good one. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Oh, well, thanks for sharing with, uh, with that one. Yeah, I agree. It's, that's a horrific way to die. I bet you it was, if it was an old car, the handles might be metal and they were too hot to touch. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably, well, I, I mean, what do they do? They show up on the scene, and uh, they probably were called in the next day, because I don't think this guy probably went to the center of the city and lit his car on fire. He probably went out in the woods somewhere, an isolated spot. 
Yeah, that might be true. But I'm saying that's why he was trying to kick the window open and not use his hand on the handle. I have a question for Mike to follow up. How much of the body he can he leave before he has to go back for you know and be like, oh fuck, I forgot that left leg. But like, if he left a fingertip, they'd probably just be like, well, whatever. But what about like a finger? What about a hand? But I mean, (laughs) can you can you just leave an arm there if if you get the head and the torso back to the morgue? Is that good enough? I mean, seriously though, what are they going to do? They're going to have an open. They're not going to have an open casket funeral. I mean, this guy's like is he's basically just uh, Darth Vader without the costume. Yeah, I'm thinking more like the mortician gets pissed because too much of the body was left behind. Yeah, and he has nothing to work with. What if it's just the upper torso and half the head and like you know a big a significant amount of the brain was left in the car? Does he have to go back? At one point in Mike's career. He had to go back because he forgot some piece of body. And the reason this came up in my head is because he said the leg was burned all the way off. Yeah, I bet you there probably were some significant body parts that he just kind of left on the ground. It's like, oh, shit. Maybe not this back. time, but at, at one At least time. an ear or something, yeah. Yeah. And, and if the mortician told me to go back because, like, one ear was missing, I'd tell him to fuck off. I'd be like, talk to my union steward. I'm not going back there. <laughs> but, like, if you left... Both legs, or a, and I'd be a, like, "Oh, you know, that a, was kind of a, fuck a pinky up. toe." You know, yeah, that's you another know, thing I'm not cares. going back for. Well, Mike, uh, why don't you clear that up? Give us a call back and uh, let us know. Pick anyone else. How much else of the up. body do you have to get out of there? Uh, the second call here, we have uh, two women that uh, called the show, and uh, yeah, let, let me play the first one here. Hey guys, um, wanted to say thank you because you provided me with a lot of well-needed entertainment while I was in Iraq. Um, but I also wanted to say I'm really sorry because I've been using you guys for selfish, selfish purposes. Um, I've been using you weed. Has she been using us to kill Arabs? Oh, I thought she was jerking off while she listened to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's Probably find out. using us to kill Arabs. Yeah, I, I was wondering if we were using for some kind of like military purpose. Like, you know, I, I, the first thing that came into my head is maybe she was using us to like terrorize Arabs like they do at Guantanamo with uh, Eminem or, or yeah. Rage Against the Machine. It's like maybe Abu they just. Grabe. Yeah, maybe they play sick and wrong and the terrorists start crying and then reveal their, their innermost secrets. Right. And they're like, they're not even bothered by the stories because they don't even understand English, but it's just like that nasally voice. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop that Jew complaining about everything. With oh, I can't take it. Yeah, I I, I, I know where Al Qaeda is. I can tell you where Osama bin Laden is. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. My potential boyfriend. Like, I turn on Sick and Wrong. We're in the car, and depending on the reaction, I tell him to scat or not because. Like, if they're not interested at all, then I'm like, why would I want to sleep with anyone who can't even give a podcast a try? And then if they're too interested, like, oh, Jingum, that sounds cool. Let's try it. Or sounding, hmm, maybe we should give that a try. Sends up a couple red flags. So if they're too interested, I'm like, this guy is a borderline creeper. So thank you. And sorry. Michelle. You sound like a ball breaker. There's a very narrow window of what's acceptable. I mean, they can't, they gotta like the podcast, but they have to not want to stick a rod up their penis. Come on. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, small how- segment. <laughs> it just sounds really severe. I mean, I, I'm surprised she would impose such strict regulations, such harsh rules here on her uh, her potential suitors. Um, what did she say before sounding? I didn't catch that. But there was another thing that she Jacob drinking Jacob or that you know. Was that with sniffing Jankum, sniffing human poo, or whatever that was? Baking Jankum, I don't know. Is she down with Pruno? I hope she's down with Pruno. Well, I'm I'm surprised that uh, so she uses sick and wrong as the litmus test. Uh, don't you think she On probably both does... ends of the spectrum though? She says that, that she's weeding out the dudes who are too uptight and the guys who are creepers, as she calls them. So where do you draw the line? Like, what do you say? Okay, I find those guys funny. But they're sick at the same time. Is that fuckable material here for uh, what, what's her name, Michelle? Yeah, I think it's Michelle. So Wackerly, how do you? She's looking for. How, how do you feel about being used? You're basically like a uh, a condom. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use me, woman. <laughs> I think at heart I'm a sexual masochist. Well, I I don't know. I just I feel this is. Sick and wrong. I, I feel like you could maybe like start out with a, a a a less controversial podcast or you know a more palatable podcast, and then move on to uh, sick and wrong. You know, do you have any suggestions like Adam Carolla or something? Yeah, maybe maybe something that's mainstream popular. It's like if he's like, oh, I'm really into Adam Carolla, I'd be like, oh, really? Well, this is another podcast I like a lot, and if he likes that one. Then you're like, okay, you're 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 marriage material here. You're fuckable. But it's like if if he listens to Adam Crowley, he thinks it's really funny, and he puts on Sick and Wrong, and they're like, oh my god, I I can't take this. These people are insane. That that nasally Jew drives me drives me crazy. He's probably a terrorist. So the third call here is uh, also from a woman. I'm not sure if he she uses the show in the same way, like as a litmus test to weed out potential boyfriends. I think she uses the show for uh, for self pleasure. She's the show as a boyfriend. Hey, I called earlier, and I've got a little bit more vodka in my system now. It ain't bo- uh, bacon vodka. It's just plain old vodka and fresca. Wait, wait, wait. Wackerly, is, is that your mom? <laughs> I think it is your mom, is it? I mean, I call her mommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, she said taint. <laughs> like, in it ain't. But... The vernacular of, of the hill, people. But she also talks about vodka like it's like it's some medical uh, substance. And she's the anesthesiologist. Like, to cure what ails very her? clinical. Well, like, I got some more in my system. Okay. Taint banked vodka. But I was Just telling you all that um, you know, we're admiring Jennifer Connolly's work in Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Definitely, if oh, yeah, you haven't that. seen it. Watch Requiem for a Dream because she is really good in that. I don't know if she's really good in that or she's really naked in that. If that's the best reason to go see that movie, uh, I will. I will concur with the naked. The verdict is out on the good. And um, you won't be disappointed. True. Mm-hmm. You won't be disappointed with that one. Don't Carl her up. She's not- <laughs> and. I'd like to say that many times people call in, especially the women folk call in. The women and folk. Stop, stop. Say that they like Lance. Lance and women folk. And they don't like dick. 
I'm thinking she's from a southern state. And say that they like Lance and they don't like D. Not necessarily that they don't like D, but there's a, a vocal quality that really transcends. Lance has a bedroom voice. It's the kind of thing you want to hear in the middle of the night saying <laughs> whatever the request might be. And you're powerless to resist. Uh, Wackley, yeah. what are you requesting that this woman might do? I don't know. I've never have a, had a woman say she's powerless to resist before. <laughs> I might seek this woman out. You know, I I want to take vocal lessons here. She because, has vodka and yeah. a lot of it. Well, let's see and what she's she powerless what she, to resist. I, I want to see what you bedroom. make her do. Let's let's see what you make her do here. But if D comes up with that whiny, nasally, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, honey. I don't think so. I I didn't have a headache, but I got one now. Come on, take your bloomers off, please. Just let me let me get under that girdle. Come on, please take your well, bloomers off. The women should know <laughs> that the microphone exaggerates your nasal qualities a little bit, just a little bit, Bar- barely. <laughs> well, in real life, and plus because it's a podcast, you need to keep talking. And if you were really in the bedroom, you could just shut up. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I I just kind of like all I really do is grunt. When I'm in the sack, really. Grunt boy. That's why we call you grunt boy. It's a nasally grunt. <laughs> anyway, I truly love this show. And I'm almost embarrassed to tell people that I like it. But I've turned several people on to it. And they, like myself, can't believe that they're laughing at these horrible, horrible stories. <laughs> Y'all need to keep it up. Because... It is the highlight. Well, maybe not the highlight, but I look forward to it every week. And I'm going to have to find something else to send y'all. Yeah. Keep up the good work. <laughs> is she going to send us her her used panties? It yeah. sounded like maybe she was taking, about to take them off. I said, this one sounded like she was slipping those panties off. You know what? If you do send us those panties, just put attention Lance Wackerly. And uh, so it gets the right guy. It'll get my attention. Yeah, I, I just don't want to have like an opportunity where I'm like, you know, it comes to me and then there's a mismatch and I have the panties for a while and I have to give them to you and then you accuse me of using the panties for my own and I wanna, deviant purposes. I want a photo of you in the panties that clearly shows that they're the same panties because I don't want to be sniffing panties if they had man balls in them. You want a photo of me wearing this woman's panties? Not you, you, the <laughs> listeners. I, I guess I could see that. but Wack- nuts. I think that, Wackley, the, the, the issue is, I, I think this woman's over 50. And if you want those, then... Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, you go right ahead. <laughs> I mean, if anything, this is they'll all be, you. They'll have you less fragrant because she's gone through the change, right? The menopause? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe possibly. not. I mean, 50's not that old. This is, menopause is like 55 or something. Late 50s. I don't know. You know, uh, th- she's not... The f- Aren't women have like huge tits now when they're like 12? So I don't know how that affects the other end of life. I don't even know if they... You know, I heard men even go through menopause these days. So I don't know what's going on with that. 
And Lucy, I would totally have sex with a 50-year-old. Lucy Liu is 50. Lucy Liu is 50 years old? I think I read that somewhere. I could I be no wrong. Idea. <laughs> but Madonna, she's like, Madonna's 50. She kind of looks like Iggy Pop. He's gross. Yeah. yeah Madonna's but, but not as not gross because she's old looking. Madonna's gross because she worked out too much and doesn't eat. And too much plastic surgery. But you know what? Uh, what's interesting about this call is that this lady isn't the first lady to point out that you have a sultry bedroom voice. No, the first lady called last week. I just took that call personally. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually was your mom. This wasn't your mom this time. No, it was Michelle. <laughs> the first lady, Michelle Obama. And we, uh, we wrapped. People call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, we always love to hear what you have to say. We got one, well, we got time for one email here. We got an email to sickwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Came from Patrick. He goes, Hey, Dean Wackerly, I'm trying to help my friend out and spread the word about his art. It's super weird, but really cool what he does at the same time. Thought you could show your support for his sick and weird style and hit up a link to his page. On sickandweird.com for your visitors to check it out. You know, I would wait, put wait, wait. <laughs> I, I would put a link up to uh, his page if I had the site sickandweird.com. But that's not ours. Our site is sickandwrongpodcast.com. But I thought I thought this guy was saying he had a site called sickandweird.com. No, he's asking us to put a link. To his friend's page on to uh, oh. sickandwrong.com, but he called it sickandweird.com. For well, actually, our that just proves that it's a, he's a real person and not like a spam bot because he did, couldn't even get the name of the website right. That's true. Oh, it's um, kind of endearing. He, uh, he describes his buddy's art here. He basically extracts his own blood and paints weird, thing, weird things like the painting I attached for you to check out here. He paints with amazing detail. And actually, as a matter of fact, compared to some of the blood paintings that we've received in the past, this guy is like he's a, a, a regular Van Gogh. Oh, okay. Um, you've but seen it's not some period blood. Though. No, it's it's not menstrual blood. I think it's just his own blood. So the link is uh, bloodpainting.com. Bloodpainting.com is his site. Appreciate the support. Please let me know your thoughts and if you can help out. Well, my first thought is uh, get the website right. My second thought is, um, yeah, I would wear gloves when I handled the artwork, but I'm, I'm impressed by his artistic ability. He probably shellacks it after he puts the blood on. Yeah, something like that. People, send us an email, sickwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we're running out of time. Uh, Wackerly, have you uh, been on the forum recently, Sick Wrong Forum? Not as much as I have liked. Or I would like, but a little bit. Yeah, I've been a little uh, preoccupied with uh, work and daily existence. But sickandwrongforum.com, there's a lot going on. I actually reposted, or I didn't repost, but I transferred a post. Got an email to uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com. I felt it worthy of posting on the forum. It was uh, probably one of the most disgusting videos I've ever seen. And apparently it, uh, it, it, it disgusted a few members of the forum as well. I think I call it Sexy Time Explosion. So people, go check it out, sickandwrongforum.com. You can just click on our main website and uh, click on Forum. It'll go right there. Also, thank you for subscribing to the show via iTunes and giving us all those ratings. I'd like to get a few more ratings, but uh, we're, we're doing pretty decent in the ratings department. Um, make sure you order a T-shirt 
from com. Where I can leave, believe it or not, we're almost through all our shirts. So we only have a few left of the current design. And I'm not going to reprint that design. This is like a, a throwback, a throwback tee to, to an early, to our first design here. Once we're done with this one, it's going to be something new entirely. So uh, people, now's your opportunity. I think we should go in a completely different direction. Yeah, I think so too. I think it should be more like abstract. A, or, you know, uh, like a Keith Herring type. <laughs> 1980s theme. I was thinking Lichtenstein, but Herring might yeah, work. Yeah, that's good, too. Yeah, Herring might work, too. I think maybe we yeah. should do a combination of them both. Maybe From a little bit of crumb could, thrown in. Yeah, parallel uh, t-shirts. You could buy A or B. Yeah, that might work. But right now, we have our current Sick and Wrong design. People go click on store at sickandwrongpodcast.com and get one before uh, yeah, before they run out. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from Scott, who says, I'm Scott, but not from Iowa, Scott. So this <laughs> is Scott that's not from Iowa. He says, I read that the song Let the Bodies Hit the Floor by the band Drowning Pool inspired the Arizona shooter, and that he was listening to the song during the rampage. I don't know about that. I didn't, I didn't know about that either. Why would you... more like a deadhead or a fish guy, if you look at him. Yeah. You know, I had read that uh, he was into that song, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. All right. But I didn't... He, I didn't have gut instinct. But I didn't know. read that he was listening to them during the, the rampage. Um, he says, you should play for the song of the week and see if it inspires your audience to kill. I sent you the parrot version and the actual version. I was a little confused as to what he was saying, but apparently uh, someone put out a video of a parrot... Um, singing the song "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor." I think we've I think we've talked about that before. Maybe not on the show, but I know I've talked about it with you the parrot metal band, which is the parrot. Now, there was a petter, parrot metal band called Hate that's Beak. Hate yeah. Beak. Hate this Beak. is this is different. This is an actual like parrot that's just mimicking the song. Hate Another Beak did thing. their own music. Well, maybe they had a cover album. Yeah, that, that, that's quite true. Um, so, but you know what? I actually I, I Google searched whether or not um, the guy was actually listening to this song because I wanted to find out about it, and I found that the lead singer of um, of Drowning Pool was quite upset. He was actually devastated that their 2001 single has once again been misinterpreted. Apparently, he should, uh, be, he should be disappointed that that's the only song that anybody knows them for. He should be happy about that. Uh, They're a one-hit wonder. Well, apparently after 9-11, the song was on Clear Channel's list of songs not to play on the radio because of its chorus of Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. In uh, Fahrenheit 9-11, Michael Moore's movie, Moore points out that Bodies is one of the songs American soldiers use to pump themselves up for the battlefield. Um, in 2003, 19-year-old Joshua Cookie murders his parents while playing the song Bodies on the stereo. And uh, Bodies is also one of the songs used to torture terror suspect Mohamedou Oud Salih in uh, 2006. The lead singer of Drowning Pool says that the body refers the the song "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor" refers to the mosh pit that's going on while the band performs live. Why would you want the people in the mosh pit to be hitting the floor? Because you hate your fans. I know he says they fall on the floor. People pick them back up again. It's all fun and games. I, I, He's in it. 
I I know. I think it has something. I, I think it it might have a bit more of a violent definition. But who knows? Why don't you figure it out for yourself? We're gonna end the show here with uh, "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor" by the band Drowning Pool. Thank you, uh, Scott, not from Iowa, for sending that in. People will don't be better. Don't murder anybody if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, d- don't. Please don't. And if you do, wear a sick and wrong shirt. Uh, people, uh, stay tuned for uh, next week's sick and wrong five year anniversary show. Um, it's hard to believe that we have been here for five years. We're going to have a few surprises. It's going to be actually a pretty big show. A major revelation is going to be uh, revealed on that show. And uh, Whether right, or not Holly will do a cake fart. <laughs> that's one of them, but there's another one. Um, also, uh, people, uh, give us a call, uh, 206-666-3846, and uh, feel free to ask us anything, because this one show and one show only, we will answer any of your questions. It's going to be unscripted, so uh, make sure you give us a call. Stay tuned next week. We'll be back with our five-year anniversary show. Until then, take it sleazy.
God. Uh, yeah, I got a comment on the BBW thing. Uh, Lance is exactly right. Most most of these cunts that consider themselves BBWs, they're actually OBBs, one big beast. See ya. <laughs>